Blog Talk Radio. the country and around the world streaming live on the internet it's real estate coaching radio bringing you the latest news interviews and secrets of the top producers hosted by award-winning real estate coaches tim and julie harris and welcome back everyone this is of course tim and julie harris and we are broadcasting live from lovely hot austin texas mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe one of the first summerish days we've had here this year, very, very warm today. Julie, welcome to the call. Thank you so much. So, guys, you know that this is your only unfiltered, full-strength, honesty radio show about where you can learn what's truly working to get you into action and make you money. You know, listening in now tells you that and tells us that you are ready to exploit, and that's a good word for it, this new real estate boom. This will be a seven to ten year real estate boom. So guys, write the wrongs of your past, write your comeback story. You know, Julie, I had a great uh, free coaching call and the person uh, mm-hmm. joined our coaching program who was talking about Bill Bird's uh, interview that we did. Oh, right. And yeah, I know Bill Bird's so inspirational. Guys, if you haven't listened mm-hmm. to that radio show, make sure you go back to do that. And of course, yesterday we did Bravo uh, TV star Madison Hildebrand. He was our featured radio co-host, and uh, guys, if you haven't listened to that, boy, that was a lot of fun, I have to say. Go back and listen to that one. That was uh, an interview with us from yesterday, and of course, all the other great folks we've uh, featured, and we're interviewing uh, others next week. I'm actually not going to tell you who, but some big names in the real estate industry, of course, will be featured right here on Real Estate Coaching Radio starting next week. So, Julie, you've been on the phones most of the day. I've certainly been on the phones most of the day. Share with the listeners some stories from your uh, coaching so far today. Well, we've been working a lot on the pursuit of expired listings, and it's always interesting to see the transformation, typical transformation for a new expired hunter, as we lovingly call them, goes from, oh, there aren't any expireds in my market, to, oh my gosh, there are expireds in my market, <laughs> to, are there enough for me to work on? And I, well, I mean, how many do you need, right? You don't have to list all of them, but there's only three a day. Okay, three a day times five days a week, you got 15 to work on. Do you think one out of 15 you can convert? What if you were to take a listing a week is 50 listings a year enough for you from one spoke? That's right. So you know, they Julie, go from, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Well, it's, it's funny you mentioned that uh, because, guys, little those of you who have been hunting expires for a while, you know this, but th- some of the best uh, days of the month are coming up for expires. The last day of this month, last day of any month, by the way, and the first day of the following month are always the best days for expires. And, you know, Julie's point's really valid, and it adds to this the fact Guys, the real estate markets, I, I mean, there's, gonna be, there's been some dramatic headlines, real estate markets slow down, blah, blah, blah. But still, it's going to be a very exciting and vibrant and lucrative real estate market for the rest of the year. Probably, I think this will be better than 2013 because this really is going to be the start of the 7- to 10-year uh, improving cycle. But here's the fact. There are a lot of agents who are listing houses right now. Uh, listing houses the next 30 to 60 days, who will not know how to get price adjustments, who will, you know, essentially the listings won't sell, and there'll be expired listings by the time that the end of the summer and early fall rolls in. And guess what that means? So expired palooza. I mean, honestly, this end of this year, toward, I'd say third and fourth quarter, will probably be the best expired market 
in the last 10 years in every real estate market. So if you've not yet learned how to hunt expireds, if you've not learned the scripts and the objection handlers, if you don't know how to do that yet, you have to learn this. There will not be an, a better uh, opportunity for you to make money. You know, and here's you know, something else a lot of you guys know, at least our top producers do. The time to prepare for the following year is third quarter of the previous year. So a lot of you struggle getting started again at the start of every year. The way to offset that, you know, you're trying to build momentum for uh, 2014, and if you're starting, you know, February, March, April, chances are you kind of already have missed the boat. It's going to be extra work. Had you started October, November, December of the previous year, then you'd roll into the market, you roll into the new year with inventory for the spring. That's how top producers do it. They also know that towards the end of the year, you have a lot of agents that start taking time off. They aren't, you know, they're focused on holidays and whatnot. So bottom line, learn your expired skills now because the best expired market, and I don't care if you're in one of these markets, as I know virtually all of you are, where it feels like there's not a lot of inventory, towards the end of this year, there's going to be huge opportunity for those of you smart enough to pursue expired listings, which, Julie, it, actually that kind of works out perfectly because isn't the next point of what we are presenting <laughs> to these guys about how to find inventory about expired, expired listings? Curiously enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, expireds. And we talked a little bit about expireds last time, but just to really drive the point home, expired listings, right? So all you have to do is a search in the MLS. So normally you would search for a three-bedroom, two-bath active listing in a certain zip code, neighborhood, et cetera. So use your same search criteria, but instead of saying active, say expired. And I would search back to maybe as old as 18 months old. So here's somebody who has demonstrated a desire to sell their home, we don't know why it expired, doesn't matter. All you do is call them, find out whether they still have to sell their home. Maybe your buyer is a good match for them. Again, the advantage here is no other agents are using this strategy unless they too are listening to this and doing what we ask them to do. So maybe, but you know, compared to the agents at large that you usually compete with on listed active properties, some of you guys are still complaining about, you know, losing out to 12 other agents because your buyer was only 5% down and they got shot down due to a cash offer. Well, on an expired listing that still has to sell their house, you might be the only one who's talking to that seller. Wouldn't it be better for you to put the whole deal together, maybe even make more commission as a result of putting the whole deal together, not have to compete? control the whole transaction, have a happy seller who becomes a past client, a happy buyer who becomes a past client, and no other hassles involved like you normally do when you're going after normal active inventory. It just makes sense that you would do this, and they're easy to find. They're right there in your MLS. Well, expires, Julie, all, we're always the backbone of our personal real estate business. And frankly, yeah. I mean, the market is going to e reach equilibrium where it's going to feel like there's a, a you know, a 60 to maybe 120-day supply of homes. When you start mm -hmm. seeing a market shift like that happening, which is happening now, the number of expired listings always spikes. It'll be really, mm -hmm. I almost have seen the opportunity that's available going into the end of this year, like I was saying before. So, guys, free your mind, clear your brain of whatever you're, you know, whatever's holding you back from taking the opportunity to pursue expires and really go after it. If you need any specialized focused help on that, of course, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and request a free coaching call. So, Julie, what's the next point? All right. So, for sale by owners, and again, we're, we're kind of repeating a little bit from the previous show, but we're so rushed to get through that, we want to make sure we get this into their heads. 
For sale by owners, favorite thing, just to kind of summarize, you guys like to whine and complain you can't find phone numbers anymore. Guess what? For sale by owners are advertising their phone number. What could be easier than to contact a for sale by owner, see whether it meets the criteria of your buyers, and by the way, they also might be interested in listing. Generally, for sale by owners lose their FISBO mojo by about week three or four when they get exhausted from the open houses that are not working out for them. So again, almost all of these points that we're sharing, and our topic is how to find inventory when you don't think there is any, uh, pretty much all of these points have a dual purpose, finding inventory for your buyers and creating potential listings for yourself. So it's almost like you're double prospecting here. Well, but here's the funny thing, Julie, is I bet you some of these people that have issues with the idea of calling a FISBO, you know, and soliciting yep. for the listing, if you just change their mindset and said, hey, you're calling the FISBO to try to find a house for your buyer, then they might actually mistakenly fall into yeah. a listing appointment. <laughs> listing, right? I know, and I do see that. I do. You know, I'll give you a quick example. One of our HGTV stars who you guys can figure out, but I will keep her anonymity safe for a second here, who typically isn't somebody who spends her days prospecting, but because she's secured a pretty big contract with a sports team of relocating guys, now she had a great compelling reason to call expireds. And it's almost like she didn't even realize she was prospecting. It was kind of fun to watch. <laughs> Did, that is a funny so. story, actually. All right, yeah, good. But because so, she had yeah. a compelling reason, it was easier, to your point. So we're going to take a quick break so I can get my mint tea, my radio show mint tea, and we'll be back in about a minute. Everyone knows that real estate coaching can be expensive. Most coaching companies charge $1,000 a month and demand that you sign a long-term, ball-and-chain, 12-month contract. But what if there was a proven system that gave you the essentials to almost guarantee your real estate success? The marketing and lead generation systems, centers of influence and past client systems, business systems, scripts, and presentations, everything you need to dominate your real estate market. Real Estate Coaching Essentials is that system, and it's affordable for every agent who's ready to take their business to the next level. For a limited time, Tim and Julie Harris are offering this award-winning program for only $197 a month. You can enroll right now and receive the first seven days for free. That's right. Enroll today and take the next seven days to have complete access to everything you need to build a successful real estate business. Get started today at agentcoachingsecrets.com. Again, that's agentcoachingsecrets.com. Okay, we are back. So, Julie, let's go right to the next point. All right, the next point is professional networking. So this is things like anything from BNI, Business Network International, Chamber of Commerce, charity events, meetup.com is a great place to find things you might be interested in participating in. The idea here, and I think Madison actually hit on this a little bit in his interview yesterday, is that you are doing something of service that you're interested in anyway first, and then you are your realtor self second. What I say to my private coaching clients is this. Be you first, because that takes the whole pressure of having to be the salesish person you, which most agents are uncomfortable with. Just be yourself first and get people to know and like you as your own self, and then talk about real estate. 
That can be secondary. So some of these, there's two categories of this. One is dedicated business networking like BNI and Chamber of Commerce. The other end of it is things that might not even have anything to do with real estate, but you're networking because you're amongst the same people all the time and you're expanding your center of influence. You need to have both of those things going on. One of the best ways to find that, again, is meetup.com. Type in your zip code, your interests, and you can find some things to participate in, most of which are free, by the way. Well, Julie, so I remember, now this has been over you know, a while ago, but when we sold real estate, you, mm-hmm. we used to get a lot of listings from your uh, musicians. Julie used yeah. to play in a professional, semi-professional orchestra, and we'd always get listings. How, so describe, I mean, you obviously didn't show up to your orchestra practices with your flute and piccolo and hand out your business cards, but you know, no. it wasn't too long that we started getting a lot of referrals and direct business from your orchestra. So how did you do that without ever feeling like, you know, you are, you know, essentially imposing yourself on other people? Well, I think the first thing is to get to know people on their terms and make it all about them and use something like what we teach the Ford script, family, occupation, recreation, dreams, so that well, you're connecting with that. them. Well, drill okay. down on that. What you t- these analytical folks, you know, being one, mm-hmm. will have an issue with necessarily communicating with people about sales stuff and so they won't, they'll yeah. really not know, how, uh, you know, discussion patterns, conversation patterns. So tell them what sure. Ford is again. Yeah. Well, so the, the main thing here is by using Ford, which is it's less of a script, more of a memory jogger of what to discuss with people who are your friends or soon will be friends. F-O-R-D, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. So everyone has a family. You can say, you know, that it's interesting. I, I've just moved here. Have you and your family lived here for a long time? Are you from here? That's an easy question. It's a family question, right? Occupation. What is it that you do for a living? Do you have a card so I can remember you by? They give you your card, their card. Now you can give them your card, and it opens the door. That's just a quick example. But the reason the Ford um, technique works is because it's not all about you. You're making it all about them, and everybody knows if you make it all about them, they won't remember what you said. They'll remember how you made them feel. And how many times does somebody ask you about you and truly listen to your answer? Maybe your mom, if you're lucky, right? But even your friends, you know, they might ask you something and then they start talking about themselves. So Ford works because you're making it all about them. Then they know and they naturally, they might not know why they like you so much, but it's because you made them feel good. Everyone likes talking about themselves. Then you can talk about real estate. So to answer your question, Tim, I would occasionally be on my cell phone, you know, talking about a transaction or something, and that would cause them to say, gosh, that sounded interesting. You know, you must be in real estate. And then you start talking about it. I'll tell you what I didn't do was take the orchestra roster and go down and call them and say, this is a business call. Do you have a second for me? That's what well, I didn't do. But, but Julie, drill down on some You don't have to do that. Go, well, you'd yeah. also go always looking like you were fresh from a closing, even when you weren't. Right. right? Always dress the nicest you can dress because that makes people curious about what you do. They're going to assume that you're a professional and then they're going to eventually ask you what it is that you do. They'll say something like, you always look so nice. What do you do? Opening the door for you (laughs) to talk about real estate. It makes it so much easier, right? To just be yourself first and be yourself talking about real estate second. It becomes natural. Let me ask a question, Julie, because you know this comes up, right? So Mm -hmm. a lot of agents will say, well, I want to look like the people that I'm, you know, trying to do business with. I want to, you know, if they all wear yeah. flip-flops and whatnot, I should wear flip-flops and, you know, basically look like I just rolled out of bed myself. And, guys, that's mm-hmm. not what you should do. 
the rule is you always right. look a measure, one measure better than they look. In other words, you dress. Mm-hmm. If What's they're wearing measure? flip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, drill down on that, what that means for ladies. And I think the men, it's kind of easy to figure it out. Yeah, well, so maybe you're you're going to I, – I remember in our neighborhood we saw and there was like a summer barbecue kickoff, right? So everybody's going to be really casual, flip-flops, shorts, you know, um, T-shirts, what have you. All right, so you wear a nice polo shirt and your shorts are ironed and you have decent shoes on. Maybe you're going to a listing presentation, all of our beach friends who are in a surfing community, and it's normal to walk around in the grocery store without any shoes on. yes my Midwestern friends, that does happen on the coast. Okay. <laughs> um, I know it's shocking. I couldn't do it either. Anyway, so you be the one who would not just wear shoes, but has decent looking shoes on. You know, you're one notch nicer. That doesn't mean you have to wear a suit and tie if that's not your community, but you should be one notch nicer than your client or prospects or the event that you're going to. It makes people notice you. You feel better about yourself. You're more respected instantaneously. So it kind of goes in the category of fake it till you make it. And i got to share something, too, Tim, is that one of the ways that I picked up on that was a book that I read ages ago about Audrey Hepburn, who never had any real formal actress training. She was just thrown into one of her first roles, right? And so somebody asked her, how is it? that you were able to be so good in the movies so quickly. And she said, well, my strategy was whatever character I was playing, I would make sure that I looked and sounded and felt like that character. By dressing the part, it made it easier for me to be that person. Let's just stop there. That's very interesting. So, guys, do you look like and sound like the person you want to become or the person that you're trying to project yourself to be? I mean, we, if you're honest to yourself and you look yourself in the mirror, do you look like somebody that you would do business with? Would you list with you? Know, you? Think about that. Mm. Hey, would you list with you? Exactly. So anyway, these are things we can talk about on a different radio show. But, you know, when you're going to the professional networking stuff, again, you don't just have to glad hand and act like the pushy white belted salesperson. You don't have to do that. Yeah. And for God's sake, do not call your centers of influence and past clients and give them obnoxious, this is a business call type scripts. That stuff never works, and guess what? In the future, they won't want to talk to you. Big surprise, right? So yeah, they'll you know, color ID you and be like, oh, gosh, this person again. Just think about this and be strategic. And, you know, I'll tell you, it's funny. Uh, so you guys know we have a lot of the top agents in the country as coaching clients and Bravo TV stars and all that. So you ask them, I always ask them during the interviews, right? So what is the, you know, what are the top three never be without lead generation things? They all pretty much all say the same things, right? Because they're the safe things to say. But what they won't right. tell you is they get a lot of business from this particular, uh, you know, thing that you could do as well. So, I mean, Madison was yesterday, I was very honest and said, He's involved in the Boys and Girls Club of Malibu, and this is something he has a lot of passion for and something he devotes a lot of time in and all those types of things. Whereas, you know, those are things you could do as well. So to Julie's point, find something that you're passionate about. You're passionate about something. It could just be something of dogs. I mean, Julie and I are passionate about French Bulldogs and animals in general. You know, we're passionate about our daughter. We're passionate. You could do all kinds of different things to make it so that, you know, you can connect with people that are like you. And when you show up, dress a half measure better than everyone else or a full measure. In other words, look like you just came from a closing, a closing for a million dollar or a $10 million house, because we should put that mm-hmm. in context. And then just let the conversation flow organically. And doing that consistently will produce business for you. 
you know, and it's passive. Everyone could do it. It's fun because you're doing something you have passion for. Um, and, again, this is something that will organically, naturally put you out there, get you in action, make you feel more confident because you can see yourself taking the actions. So, Julie, next up we have professional listing referrals. All right. So professional listing referrals are sites, uh, online websites for the most part, like agentmachine.com, agentpronto.com. We're not talking about paid lead uh, providers. We're talking about 25% or 30% referral fee only if it closes, right? So this is the normal scenario. If I send you a referral, I expect a referral fee, right? Normal way of doing business, you only pay when it's a real transaction. No monthly fee, no yearly fee. There are companies out there that that's how they operate. And the ones that I mentioned have particularly good leads. Also, Dave Ramsey, you know, some of you guys have been through the Dave Ramsey financial coaching and you know what I'm talking about, the deal that he has with agents. I believe that's 25% referral fee too. You have to interview with them. They have to like you. You have to go through a little bit of a process, but that's another way to find listings. I've got some agents that are already connected with Dave Ramsey, and they're also going through their older Dave Ramsey leads and re-following up with them if they didn't list for some reason. What happened? Do they still have to sell their home? Maybe that's a great match for one of your buyers. Maybe it's just a great listing opportunity. Again, all of these techniques are both to supply your buyers with listings to purchase that meet their criteria, as well as great listing leads for you. So maybe what we should do is relabel this this uh, rate, this presentation that we've done now for the third day. You know what we should call it? What? Julie, how we how we yes. trick you into prospecting? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Yes, you're onto it. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, it works. You don't have to call it prospecting. Call it lead generation. That makes them feel more warm and fuzzy. Whatever you have to do to convince yourself to actually do the work is what you got to do. We could just call it making money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Well, you could, but don't tell them. No. No. They'll learn our tricks. They'll learn our tricksy coaching secrets. (laughs) That's right. All right. Exactly. Point number ten, Julie. For rent by owners, again, a great scenario where they're giving you their phone numbers. We love this. You guys cannot complain about no phone numbers for the for rent by owner category. All you have to do, and this is like a two-minute call, introduce yourself, tell them that you work with lots of real estate clients, you're curious, have they considered selling the home versus continuing to try and rent it? The answer will be yes or no. It might be, well, maybe, I'm not sure what it's worth, in which case you can offer to do a free CMA this afternoon, Meet them for a minute, see if it makes sense for them, and either turn it into a listing or sell it to one of your buyers. Pretty simple. Excellent. And, Julie, we have to start rounding the bend here because I have another uh, free coaching call right after this one. Mm -hmm. So what is the next point? Next point is REO listing agents who have homes in pre-marketing. These are homes that they know about that you don't yet because they're not in the MLS yet. That's it. Simple enough. Again, call the mm-hmm. you now. Depending on your market, there may or may not be a lot of REO listing agents. But right. the fact is, is those of you guys who've never listed REOs, REO listing agents can have a house in pre-marketing. In other words, before it's actively for sale. In some markets, for up to 12 months before um, the house actually hits the market. You know, I'm going to add something, a little supplementary, supplementary mm-hmm. idea here. Um, mm-hmm. Anybody that you guys know uh, who's done a loan mod in the past, however many years. That loan mod might be adjusting to the point now where they can't afford the house payment, okay? So Mm -hmm. expiring loan mods or maturing loan mods is another great source of business. Um, Old, like some of you guys were working the old titanium leads, you were doing things like that where you were doing uh, BPOs, all those types of things. 
How many of those owners that you had contacted before who are trying to work out some deal or procrastinating the inevitable foreclosure or short sale, how many of those owners now are at the end of their rope that are actually ready to make a commitment to getting the house sold? I'm finding lots and lots of our uh, top agents are getting into their old databases, the old lists of people that you know they did a BPO for back five, six years ago, and sure enough, those owners are finally ready to get the houses sold. All right, so the next group is, I think, investors. So, Julie, point number 12. All right, point number 12. Investors work with investors and run ads or postcards that say, we pay cash for homes. These sorts of ads generate very motivated seller calls. These are not just the sellers that all of you guys assume are have, you know, trashed, yucky houses. These are people sometimes who just want a quick sale. Many of them do have equity. They just want to be over with it. You're going to get lots of calls. All you have to do is pre-qualify them. Again, listing leads slash opportunities for your buyers to buy. All of this already out of the MLS, so you don't have to compete. It's all good. Excellent. Next point? Next point is 13, move up buyers who have homes to sell. So you can run ads for move-up type listings, type of homes that first-time sellers will, I'm sorry, yes, first-time sellers will move up to, so you can then list the home they're coming from. You can borrow other agents' listings if necessary, and it doesn't even have to be agents in your office. Some of you guys hit a wall on that. So move up buyers who are ready to you know, buy their next home creates another bit of inventory for you, what they're coming from. Interesting, isn't it, guys? So if, you just t- if we just take a break here as we uh, wrap up today's radio show, and you think about the fact that even though there are not a lot of listings in the MOS, ask yourself, Go and ask yourself, who are the agents right now that actually have gotten pendings? Where do they find those pendings? Look to see who in your office, if you have a large enough office, who the top uh, selling agent was last month, who had the most closings for buyers. And I bet you you're going to find a good 50% of those houses that they sold were never in the MLS. Now, some of you are going to be saying, oh, it's because they sold pocket listings or they have some inroad or they have whatever. Chances are they're doing one of the things that we just taught you guys how to do, and you can do it the same mm-hmm. way. There is inventory out there. Uh, a lot of the best listings now, as you guys know, are going to go, as you know, are going through a pre-marketing process. It started with individual agents who are sort of rebelling against the idea of their listings being exploited on the big, you know, portal sites to, you know, sell buyer leads to their competing agents. And so they said, "Screw you, buddy! I'm going to." doubling my own listings. I'm going to hold off putting them on the market. And now the big brokers have followed suit. And now there's going to be, I think we're going to see this year, we're going to see big national MLSs that are also going to allow agents to do pre-marketing of their own listings. Maybe call some of your local top listing agents and ask them what they have coming for sale You know, when looking for a house for your buyer. But mostly consider doing pre-marketing of your own listings when you have them come for sale. No matter what, guys, you've got to take action. This is going to be the best market of your career this year. Still plenty of time. It's only basically the end of April. You know, the fact is, is that realistically you have another six months this year because, as you guys know, the end of the year is always tougher to sell unless, of course, you're in a second, third home vacation market type thing where that is when your best market is. But for a vast majority of you, your time is now to get into action, focused on being of service to others and make money. If you need any help with that, what do you do? Free coaching calls for agents.com. Free coaching calls for agents.com. We are here all the time, anytime to help you accomplish your real estate goals and achieve as much success as, frankly, you'll allow yourself to achieve. 
So without any further ado, Julie, let's wrap today's show, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, and yes, there is another interview tomorrow, and you know who it is, Julie? Who? Teen Fine. Oh, that's right. She'll do a fantastic job. You guys cannot miss that interview. Great agent. You will all love her, so don't miss it. So she's tomorrow, and we'll talk with you guys uh, at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. Perfect. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.